This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. There was a man walking down the sidewalk one day, and he saw a note sticking in the gate. That is, it was a piece of paper and actually was a note. And he put picked it up and he began to read it. It was written by some little boy. And the little boy said, please, whoever finds this, I need you to love me. You know, that's, that's uh, possibly the way that a lot of children feel. They want someone to love them. Today, that's what we want to talk about. How do we show we love our children? And I don't know of anything that's more important to us than our children, our grandchildren even. So stay tuned on get to getting to know your Bible as we talk about how to love our children. This is Billy Lambert, the speaker on Getting to Know Your Bible, and I'd like to welcome you. If this is your very first time to see the telecast, please stay tuned today. Now, now on Getting to Know Your Bible, we offer a free Bible correspondence course. I emphasize it is free. And we are going to pause for just a moment so that you can learn more about the course and how, how you might be able to receive it. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama, 36580. Or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. Today I'm going to read a text from the book of Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter, beginning in verse number four, and we'll actually read down to the ninth verse. Hear, O Israel... The Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. There are a lot of assets and resources in every nation of the world. And they vary from nation to nation. But there's one thing that all the nations of the world have in common as a chief resource, the great resource, and that's our children. The children that we have are the greatest uh, resource that we have for the future of our country. There was a man speaking one day at a institution that had been built for the training of young men 
And as he was speaking, he made this statement. If all of the money that has been spilt, spent in building this building re resulted in saving one boy, it'd be worth all of the money. Well, after he made the speech, someone came to him and said, weren't you exaggerating a little bit? But by saying if all of the money that had been spent in building this building just resulted in helping one boy, that it would be worth it? And he replied, it would be worth it if it were my boy. I don't know of anything that's any dearer to our hearts than our children and our grandchildren. And we, we need to do everything within our power to help them on the road of life. We want to think today about how we show we love our children. Now, there are some children in our world who are not loved. They, they, they have never had a father or a mother that show them the kind of a love that a child ought to have. And so today we want to talk about how we show our love for our children and how to love our children. Now, Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter, verse 4 through verse 9 it is a text well known by most people, especially by the Jewish people, because this was something that they instilled in their children. And when Moses instructed them in Deuteronomy chapter 6, he had the future of the people in mind so far as their children were concerned. The future depends upon what we do with our children and how we teach our children, instruct our children, and we need to begin by showing love for our children. Now we want to look at this text and see if we can't find some principles in this text that would illustrate how we show our love for our children. And the first thing that to me that really just jumps off the page here is that we, if we love our children, we're going to teach them about God. L listen to what Moses said. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart. We, we need to teach our children there is a God and that there is one God. You know, there are some people in our society that are trying to teach our children otherwise. And they're trying to teach our children that there is no God and are trying to eliminate the name of God from society. But, but we need to teach our children about God. And there is only one God in whom we live and whom we move and have our being. That's the God of the universe. God created all things. Psalms 19 and 1 tells us, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork. You might take your children out under the starlit heavens one night and talk to them about God and, and look at the expanse above and see the moon and the stars and, and as they twinkle in the sky like little diamonds and talk to them about God made it all. One of the ways that we show our love for our children is by teaching them about God that there's just one God. We live in a pluralistic society today, and what I mean by that is people think, well, you have your God, I have my God. You have your, your belief, I have my belief. 
Well, from a standpoint of legality, I suppose that everyone has a right to that. But the fact is, there is one God, not many gods. And, and, and God Himself said, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and Him only shalt thy serve. Teach our children about God. Now, to, to really show that we love our children, we need to teach our children to love God. Notice what Moses said. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Well, how much, Moses? With all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. So we ought to teach our children to love God if we really love our children. Now, children are born imitators. Have you ever noticed that? Well, whatever they see you do, they're going to try to do it. And if we want our children to love God, they need to see in my life that I love God. So how much do we love God as parents, as grandparents? Because the way that we love is an example to our children, to our grandchildren, for them to love God. What does it really mean to love God? Well, someone says, I'm not really sure what it really means to love God. Well, let's read a Bible verse that helps us to understand it better. That Bible verse is 1 John chapter 5 and verse 3, where John said, when we love God, we're going to keep His commandments. This is the love of God. This is the love of God, that we keep His commandments. And His commandments are not grievous. I realize that, that we're living in an age where people are sort of turned off by the word commandment. Because you see, it's very common in our society today for people to say, I want to do my own thing. I don't want someone telling me what to do. One woman actually said, as she pointed up toward the heavens, there's no one up there telling me what to do. Well, there is someone up there. And that one is God. And we are to obey God. And the way that we show we obey God is by doing what God tells us to do. You see, we're not uh, freelancing it. We're, we're not on our own to determine what is right and what is wrong. I am to, when I obey God, I'm showing I really love God. Jesus actually said in John chapter 14 and verse 15, If you love me, Keep my commandments. Do you love Jesus? Oh, yes, I love Jesus. I want my children to love Jesus, but do you do what the Lord tells you to do? The Lord tells us such things as to be kind, to be merciful, to be loving. And, and so do we practice those kinds of things? Or, or do our children see the very opposite? Are you honest? You see, the Lord says to be honest. We're to provide, we're to provide things that are honest in the sight of all men. And so are we being honest? Our children see the difference in what we say and what we do. You may tell your children all day long you need to love the Lord, but if they see in your life that you have no love for the Lord, then you're not going to be very effective in instilling that love in their hearts. But another way that from the text we see that we show love for our children it is by internalizing the Word of God. N notice again here in verse 6. These words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in the house, 
when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. We need to internalize the Word of God. You say, well, I hear sermons. I read my Bible. But do we internalize it? You say, what do you mean by that? I mean that you allow the Word of God to have an effect upon you and change your life, change your attitude, change your conduct. You live by the Word of God. You know, there's power in the Bible. Hebrews 4 and 12 says, The Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder the soul and spirit of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So there's power, power in the Word. Think about that power for just a moment. What kind of power is it? Well, it was through the Word of His power that God created everything. And don't you really believe that there is power in the Word of God to help you in the rearing of your children? We, we must internalize the Word. We must cause our children to love the Word of God. There's so much power in the Word of God that we are converted by it. The Word of the, in Psalms 19 and 7, the Bible there tells us that it is God's Word that is the power to convert people. So we need to internalize it. It needs to be a part of us. It needs to be our life. A man told his son to go get that big buck, son, that we all love. You see, the preacher came over to visit, and he wanted to impress the preacher. And he said, son, go get that big book that we all love so much. And he came back with a Sears catalog. You see, we need to teach our children that the Bible is the main book in their life. Oh, I read all kinds of books. Go to the bookstore, and there's a book tell you how to do this, to do this, to do this, tell you how to overcome depression, tell you how to be a better writer, tell you how to do so many different things. But I'm going to tell you the greatest book in the world, the greatest manual in the world for rearing children is in my hand, and it is the Word of the living God. We need to internalize it, and when we do that, then we're going to talk about that Word every day of our life. Notice what he says, that we practice that daily. That's another way that we show that we love. It's not enough to study the Bible, but we practice it. Notice what he says here in verse number 7. You'll teach them diligently. Teach them what? Teach them the Word, the, the, the words that, that they had been taught back in verse number 6. And teach them when you are walking by the way, when you're lying down, when you're rising up. He said you need to teach. I think that has to do with the routine of life, don't you? And so all through our life, in day in and day out, we internalize that Word, and we're showing how much we love our children by teaching them the Word of God. Doesn't it sadden you to know that, that their children probably just all around where you live right now, that they don't even own a copy of the Bible, that have never seen their father pick up the Bible, they've never seen their mother pick up the Bible, have never been to a Sunday school. That, that's sad. And then we wonder why those children turn out the way they do and maybe even get in trouble with the law. You see, we show that we love our children by internalizing the Word of God and by practicing that Word every day. 
we have to make some time to do that. I know sometimes we say, I just don't have the time. As when I get time, I'll do it. We, we, don't make, we, we make time to do the things that are important in our lives. We need to take the time and make the time to teach our children about God and about His Word. And then next, we need to teach them to take God with them wherever they go. See, He says, These words which I command thee shall be in thine heart, thou shalt teach them diligently to thy children, thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up, they shall be for a sign upon thy hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. You see, we need to teach our children to take God with them wherever they go. Wherever they go in life, they need to take God with them. Notice in verse 9, he said, Thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. I am convinced that the last thing our children ought to take with them when they leave home is not a new car, is not a cell phone, is not a computer or an iPad, is not money in the bank or a credit card. The, the thing that children ought to take with them when they leave home, and they will eventually, is they need to take God with them. Everywhere, the last thing they ought to see, the last thing they ought to remember when they walk out the door of your house into what we sometimes call the real world, they need to have God in their heart. And if they have God in their heart and they love God with all their heart, soul, and mind, then they're going to be okay in life, aren't they? But then again, we need to give our children some lasting memories. When they leave home and they go off on their own into the world, whether they're going to college, they, they get a job, they, maybe they even go into the military, all kinds of things that children to do. They have so many options today. And when they make a decision on what they want to do in life, and when they settle down in life, they need to take God with them and make God real in their world. You see, they're going to take some memories with them when they go out the door of your home. And those memories that they have are going to be a stabilizing force in their lives. You see, when they go out in the world, they need something to give them stability, to give them faith, to give them courage. And their faith in God and their faith in His Word will do that. I'm not a pessimist. But, but I am fearful that we have so neglected the teaching of our children God's Word and that there is just one God, that we may have a generation that are without God in their lives. What about your children? Well, what about your grandchildren? What kind of memories are they going to have? I have memories of my mother. 
I, I can still see my mother sitting at a in a chair with her great big old Bible in her lap reading it. See, she's, she'd be getting ready to teach a Sunday school class and she'd be making notes in the margin of that Bible and, and maybe she'd have a book that she is using to, in the teaching of her ch of her class, her ladies' class. I have a memory of my mother going about her activities singing, singing Amazing Grace and other great old hymns. I remember my dad. I remember the first time I ever saw my dad when he came home from the war. And I remember what a funny-looking fellow I thought he was because I'd never seen him before. But he was a good dad. And I have so many good memories of him. He taught me to love singing. I remember he would take me on Saturday nights to Nashville to the Ryman Auditorium when they would have all-night singings. I remember us getting home about midnight. Oh, we didn't sleep in on the next day because we got up and went to the Lord's house. We went to worship on the Lord's day. Those are kinds of memories that you instill in your children. Now, now you see, it's things children observe, and it's things that you do with them that they're going to remember. And we need to show that we love our children by giving our children good memories. And all children have certain rights. Now, there are some things children do not have a right to. And I know everybody today is all about their rights. I don't believe children have a right to the so-called silver spoon in their mouth. Now, some have it, but I don't know that they have a right to it. Well, every child has a right to a good father and a good mother. I believe that every child has a right to be, to be reared in a home where they're taught to love God and they're taught to obey God and they're taught to follow His Word. They have a right to that. What right do we have to rear our children and leave them in a spiritual vacuum in life. You see, there's a place in your heart, in the hearts of your children for God. And if they're not taught about God and taught about His Word, there's going to be that spiritual vacuum in their lives. Children have a right. They have a right to a Christian father. They have a right to a Christian mother. Children have a right for you as the father, as the mother, to set the proper example before them. You ought to be able to look at your children and say this to them. I want you to follow me because I follow Christ. Oh, it's a serious thing to bring children into this world. In the 127th Psalm, the psalmist said, Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord. And the fruit of the womb is His reward. And indeed, children are precious to God. And they are the heritage of the Lord. And God has given us those children. When Mother Eve got a child, she said, In Genesis 4 and 1, I've gotten a man from the Lord. And when you have a son born, you can say, I've gotten a man from the Lord. 
When you've got a daughter born, you can say, I've gotten a daughter from the Lord. I've got a child. The God gave these children to us. And we have a responsibility to those children. And it takes time to fulfill that responsibility. Question, how long has it been since you even told your children something like this? I love you. Don't you like to hear that yourself? Some man says, well, you know, I, I just don't do things like that. Well, why not? Well, is it because you don't love? No, I love my children. Well, your children need to hear it. Your children need to hear that you love them. I don't know that there's a time that passes when I talk to my children that I don't remind them that I love them. I tell my grandchildren I love them. I tell my wife I love her. But now we're talking about our children. Why don't you start telling your children every day, I want you to know how much I love you. You're going to be surprised at the response you get from those children. We talk about all of these things as a way to show that we love our children by by talking them about God and teaching them to love God, internalizing the Word of God, practicing the Word of God daily, teaching to take God with them. And we need to give them some memories of home that they'll take with them for the rest of their lives. The greatest thing you'll ever do for your children is be a Christian. And you can be one. It's so simple. It's not difficult. The Bible teaches you to believe in Jesus with all your heart. That The Bible teaches you to, to uh, repent of your sins, to, to, to be done with this old world of, of sin and confess you believe Jesus to be the Son of God and to be baptized into Christ. Here's a reason for that. Jesus said it best in Mark 16, verse 16. He that believeth one baptized two, she'll be saved, number three. Why don't you become a Christian father, a Christian mother? Let us know if we can help you. I want to urge you to continue to watch Getting to Know Your Bible in the future. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer. We want to help you as much as possible in your search for a personal relationship with God. You can now easily access our free Bible correspondence course online at gettingtoknowyourbible.com. If there's any way we can help you grow closer to God, please email us at gettingtoknowyourbible at yahoo.com or call us anytime at 1 877 711 Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible. 
P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580, or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.